Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Alipin. I'm the host of The Wedding Dish, and I am the CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. Today, we have our little lump potato French bulldog sitting behind me just off screen, or actually, I guess he's uh, he's kind of on screen today, um, and he is snoring. Uh, he's so tired today. No idea why. Maybe it's just that exciting in here. Um, before we get started, if you have listened to last week's episode, we dished with our venue for the Couple Social Mess Hall. They are so much fun, so inviting, just like such lovely humans. Um, and we talked about really doing an immersive guest experience specifically surrounding food, which is a really, really fun episode. So make sure you check that out. Um, thank you so much for tuning into The Wedding Dish. Today, we are dishing with a seasoned event planner who happens to have been here before. She She's a personal friend of mine. I absolutely adore her. And she is the amazing woman behind Little Black Book. Thank you so much for joining me today, Vanessa. It is always a pleasure to have you. Oh, you know, this is one of my favorite places to be. So happy (laughs) to be here. I love it. I'm so thrilled. And um, for those of you who don't know, we are hosting a couple social, which is essentially like an immersive wedding experience as an alternative to like a traditional wedding expo. Um, And Vanessa is our planner for that. So she's bringing together her vision. Um, She is showcasing her amazing talents. It's going to be such a fun event. It's located at Mess Hall. um, And we'll tell you all the details of it. And But that is, we're kind of here talking a little bit about that today, in addition to uh, helping you all with your wedding planning. Are you ready to get into it? Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Let's dish. Um, So... We're talking today about non-traditional weddings um, and traditional wedding being, well, how would you define a traditional wedding? You know, I don't even really like to use that word these days. And I tell you why. Um, There are so many different um, options out there for couples. Couples look a lot different than they did, you know, a decade or two ago. And so one of the things that Little Black Book that we stress is that we really try to be couple centric. And what we mean by that is we want to focus on what's going to reflect you as a couple, right? So if tradition is what you are and what you like and what appeals to you, then like, absolutely, let's do that. But if it's not, then let's throw it out the window, right? So um, I think every couple honestly should approach it um, from the perspective of what's going to really reflect us and show who we are. I like that. So I guess I would define traditional as that cookie cutter old school pictures that you with the cakes that have columns and the (laughs) the almond joy favors. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's so that's very retro. It's it's almost so retro that it could be cool. I, you know, I was thinking the same thing. Like those column cakes could be amazing now. Yeah. Um, Oh my god, I used to always look at those and think. How does someone not bump into it? (laughs) And I think that tells you a lot about me. I mean, it's a little, it's, it's some insight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. So 
let's, we're going to talk about, you know, the non-traditional and I guess more uh, personalized to you, um, embracing who you are weddings today. Um, If we're talking average cost, and I realize we are in the DMV, which is the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. So if you want to answer for DMV, that's fine. Um, If you, you know, happen to know the (laughs) average cost for the United States and beyond. Yeah. Um, But otherwise, you know, what is the average cost? (laughs) Yeah. So that's a tough question because even in the DMV area, it can range so much. Like Baltimore prices are different than DC prices versus wine country in in Virginia. Um, Right. But typically what I like to use as a benchmark, benchmark is about, 200 to 250 per person. That's kind of average um, in this area. Now you certainly can spend less and have an extremely nice event. And obviously you certainly can spend more, but um, that's kind of the mid range, like 100, 120 people in this area. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think the appropriate way to price it is to think of it per person because you know, obviously the more guests you have, typically, um, we actually had, there were fees associated with our catering because we had under 25 people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, you always got to read the fine print too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So traditionally thinking like not traditional wedding, but like typically thinking like you're going to, you know, it's going to be a cost per person kind of average. Um, with the exception of if you're getting, you know, and, and we ended up going with a restaurant catering instead because they didn't have a fee. Right. So, right. um, which worked out fine. <laughs> which is an option. Uh, yes, absolutely. And I think it was probably ended up being a little bit more expensive, but I think it also tasted better and was a better overall quality experience for our guests. Yeah. In yeah. that situation. Um, So what are some like, you know, offbeat, if we want to call it that, um, and if you want to correct my phrase terminology (laughs) here, feel free. Um, I'm always learning and growing as we all should be. Um, what are some of the trends that you're seeing, um, happening right now? Yeah. So, um, trends around attire. Um, I, I love different types of attire. So, um, people are opting out of traditional, um, wedding garb. So, you know, maybe instead of a white dress, somebody's doing, um, a different color of dress or a jumpsuit jumpsuits or something. I think that started a little while ago that I've seen kind of pick up speed and it kind of started in like the wedding party area and have migrated over. I've seen some really lovely, um, wedding jumpsuits and, um, you know, even on for like groomsmen, like suits and that, and, and not actually in the suits thing, not even limited to the groom. Like I've seen suits across the board, some fabulous ones. Uh, we did a wedding out um, uh, in Charlottesville last year and um, the bride in that particular case, um, the, the folks on her side had velour jumpsuits and it was like different varieties like an off the shoulder one like a deep neck one like a bell bottom one and it was it looked amazing so uh i think it really just depends i think you know from a an attire perspective you should take into account if you do have a wedding party 
the different body types that you're working with, what you want your people to feel comfortable up there supporting you. Um, and then obviously what's going to fit in with your overall vision. Um, but that's, that's a trend that, um, that I, I really like. Um, I think people are kind of talking about retro, seeing more retro elements being added back in. And sometimes people are mixing the more traditional wedding stuff with like a touch of retro. Um, we had an event a couple months ago where um, it was, you know, kind of a lot of greenery was the theme, but um, the couple wanted a little fun touch. So we had these random disco balls like throughout the night. So like we had a hanging disco ball, like in their sweetheart table, we had some disco balls in the greenery. We had a little lounge set with like a couple of disco balls, like, you know, as decor. And it was like really nice. I mean, it didn't feel like a disco, but it just felt like a really fun kind of addition to it. Um, a little sparkle. A little sparkle, right? A little bit of party. Right, exactly. And then I would say last thing is is experiences, right? Guest experiences, incorporating um, in more of those types of, uh, those types of activities. So um, things like, um, the guest book, there is, um, people are loving this audio guest book. Uh, there's, a, there's one called, uh, I think it's called at the tone where it's a phone and people leave you voice messages, um, instead of writing in a book and people love this. I mean, even having it from like, some of your older guests, you know, being able to have a recorded and almost you think back to the old fashioned weddings with the videographer going around and like getting messages from people. Right. It's a modern yeah. updated version of that. People love it. Like it's fun for guests to do it. And um, I've heard back from couples that they really enjoy listening to the messages after the wedding. So those are, are some of the really cool kind of off the beaten path kind of alternative trends that I'm seeing that I really like. I love that. That's so much fun, especially if it's like a retro phone. I feel like that would yeah, be really fun. So like rotary. Yes. That's yeah. what I was hoping for. Yeah. Um, PSA, I would recommend doing that before you get drunk if you are going to enjoy <laughs> some beverages because sometimes you can really hear drunken voices. <laughs> We've all left a drug voicemail. We don't want any of that over here. That's a fabulous note. <laughs> Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa, do you remember that time? It's like the worst drunk voice ever. I'm like half ghost, half like old smoker from the Upper East Side. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> it was not my best effort on drunk, but <laughs> give me a little bit. I'll leave you a voicemail this afternoon. <laughs> I'll look forward to that. I'll look forward to that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, so what are some of your favorite pieces that go into um, planning an alternative wedding? Um, because you start from kind of a different mindset, from a different standpoint, if, you, if you're not standing inside the box. So right. in terms of like be like being part of the planning experience, this is part of the wedding that I am not part of. So I <laughs> kind of love the idea of this answer. Right. Um, what is, what's your favorite part of that? I think it's really getting to know the couple, understanding what makes them tick. 
So, you know, we want to know what types of dates do you guys go on? What was your first date? What was your last vacation? Um, you know, what are your guilty pleasures? Like what makes you all tick, right? Um, and what's uniquely you? Because I think the important thing, you know, if this is the, the path you're going in, you want it to feel authentic, right? You don't want it to be kitsch for the sake of being kitsch. Um, I had, and this was a story that another planner shared with me that somebody dressed up as, uh, they, or they had somebody in their wedding party dress up as a dinosaur. And I was like, oh, is there like some story there? And they're like, no, they just thought it'd be funny. And I'm just like, hmm, that's interesting. So I feel like if, if you're going to do something and, and it can be whatever, you know, um, you know, no judgment, it's, it's whatever fits you all, but you want to make it make sense. So when people see it, they're like, oh my gosh, like, that's so them. That makes total sense. Like, of course they would do something like that, right? Like, so you want it to still be you and not feel forced or overthought. That's such good advice because, yeah, there is a tendency. I see that occasionally where people are like, oh, I, I, it'll just be funny. Yeah. And the thing is, like, if it isn't, if it's a departure from your personality or a departure, you know, if your personality is just funny then maybe it's the right fit. But if it's just that, especially if it's like weird humor, because you like my best friend, I love her to death. She's been my best friend since we were six years old. Mm -hmm. She gets weird humor sometimes. She's the kind of person who for like five years did the April Fool's joke of being engaged. <laughs> five years. I was like, who, who doesn't see this coming from a mile away right. now? <laughs> And and not because she was the person that like wanted to particularly be engaged. She just saw it online somewhere. She thought it was the funniest thing she'd ever seen. And she just kept doing it. And, and you know, to that point, <laughs> maybe it's not humor that everyone gets. And that's okay too, because ultimately it's your day. Yep. I had a couple who put um, lines from the office in their vows and they got it. They got it. That was them, right? That's their show. Um, and it connected for them. Did it connect with everyone in the room? No, but that's okay because it, it is about them, right? So, you know, maybe maybe a slight alteration to what I said previously. You know, <laughs> it's, as long as you two get it. Like, as long, yeah. once again, it's still, as long as it's, it's about you, then, you know, have at it. Um, yeah, like if it sparks joy for you exactly. to have that happen, then right. great. Right. Um, if it isn't actually that funny to you, even like <laughs> maybe not the maybe, right. Maybe cut it out. Maybe leave it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. You know, I have a couple right now who um, my wedding that will happen two days after this episode airs. Um, they are practicing reading their vows to one another. Like, like they've been doing it for like three weeks now because they just really don't want to cry. And I don't think I've ever had a couple that read their vows to one another before the wedding, or at least it's never been explicitly told to me. Yeah. And usually people want to cry mm -hmm. in those situations. So it's super fascinating to me. And it just like, 
they're doing most of like their process is traditional. And then they have this like one major departure that it really like threw me in such a little like, wow, I'm so glad you're being yourself and you're being true to what you want and true to your day here. Um, Also, there is nothing I would want to do less than to read something to my husband. Oh God, I just can't. He would be so annoyed with me if I was like, we need to practice our vows. I mean, but kudos to them though. I mean, you know, photos and like, if you know yourself, you know yourself, like good for them, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think it's brilliant. Also, they're very concerned about one of them not having pockets and Um, like not being able to get the vows handed off in time. So it's a bit of a memorization piece. I mean, I think it's important to lean into who you are. On, in my specific circumstance, Philippe wouldn't even practice our first dance together. So <laughs> we also did the boring vows. The, you know, that was the right fit for us. Standard. Um, standard. The standard, standard yeah. vows. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I digress. Um <laughs> Um, so what are some recommendations that you have for staying within your budget in terms of like, where should you think about splurging and where should you think about saving? And I, I realize we're talking about this in a very, um, you know, helicopter view because we're talking about people leaning into who they are as a couple and, and the things that are important to them. So not to lead you too far into what I'm I'm taking you down a path here, but I think you picked up what I'm putting down. (laughs) Yeah. So I think you have to decide, and this is important for all couples, what's most important for you, right? And so you have to narrow that down. It's two or three things that like, if this is, these are, these are the things, right? Like when you wake up the next day, the morning after, like, what do you want to say? Oh my God, I'm so glad we did that because of X, Y, Z, right? So you have to decide what's important. Um, and I think it's fair to have a nice to have list. So if there's budget that frees up or if something, um, you know, doesn't cost as much as you thought it would or whatever, then you can kind of bring in those things or maybe look for alternatives. What I will say is try to avoid the trap of DIYing it all. You know, now if this is your, now asterisk, if this, if DIYing is your thing on a normal, on a regular basis in your everyday life, you are a person that takes on a project and enjoys taking on that project. That is typically different, but a lot of people will say, I want this thing, so I'm going to make it happen myself. So I'm not anti-DIY. I am anti-stress. Right. And the last thing you want to do is show up to your day or the day before or the week before and be so stressed about this thing you've committed to. I am, I don't know who I'm speaking to out here, but you are released from that project. Let it go. If you hate it, just stop. Just don't, just let it go. Nobody will know. I promise you. Just let it go. So that's the only thing I would say is that, and you know, the DIY, there's a DIY trap out there. Don't let Pinterest suck you in and make you believe that you can build out that 20 foot arch because you saw, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> in, in moderation. DIY moderation is what and, I ask. And way in advance. And way in advance. A in advance. Yeah. 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 The two weeks before your wedding, you are going to be so much busier than you anticipated. Right. And it happens to everyone. Right. It just, I, I don't, honestly, I don't even know. It happened to me. I could not figure out how it happened. And I was so bitter that it happened. <laughs> I was like, how, how is this a thing right now in my life? Um, but I was so stressed out and it was, it was terrible. I like wasn't getting much sleep because I had so many things I needed to do. Right. You're going to get like phone call, last minute things, questions from family and, and just stuff that you wouldn't anticipate. So do that stuff so far in advance, like to the point where your friends are like, why? Like you're doing, like they treat you like you're the crazy person. That's the right time to do it. Yeah. Get it done so you don't have to think about it. Yeah. 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 Um, I had a couple recently that went on a pre-wedding honeymoon, which I love. So oh, she yeah. was, they, they were literally out of commission. So they did, they did three weeks before they did two, a two week vacation, three weeks before the wedding. So they were back the week of, but they were just gone. And she, she the, the bride in particular and, and the groom in, in this case, um, we're just like, we want to disconnect because we want to show up refreshed and ready to get married to each other. And I absolutely love that idea. Even if it's just like a weekend away, just to, because I think sometimes too, in the process of wedding planning as a couple, as couples, it is very stressful. And sometimes there's some disconnect there and it's, and it's not, it's just so much outside pressure and decisions that have to be made and, and lots of things. So um, I really love the idea of taking time to reconnect before the wedding so that you are showing up as your best selves. Yeah, that is very smart. Um, also, you're coming in, you know, with like a bit of a glow because you and, and it's sort of I guess it's kind of it reminds me of like a baby moon, you yeah. know, like your last vacation before your baby comes, then um, it's. I love that. I I love the idea of just like unplugging from all of that. The two weeks before my wedding were terrible, and clearly I just sent myself right back there in this conversation. You don't you don't want to you don't want to go into your wedding thinking I can't wait to get this over with. That's not how you want to be, you know. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, it's, it kind of it helps you refocus. Yeah, and connect with each other. Right. I mean, if there was ever a better time to practice vows <laughs> yeah. when you have nothing else to distract you and exactly. you're certainly not, you know, interrupting a football game asking someone to dance with you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I never would have done that. I I know better. Also, I like football. So <laughs> um so right on brand with what we're talking about, but how what are some of the ways to incorporate your personality as a couple into maybe like more of a traditional wedding structure? Um, so and when I say traditional wedding, we're talking about like, um, you know, probably in this case, like getting married at a, an altar of some sort and having your guests sit in rows and cutting a cake, doing a first dance, having a sit down dinner. Right. Um, 
like all of the tradi- like the things we think are supposed to in air quotes um, happen at a wedding. Yeah. So I think there's lots of, of cool ways to incorporate your personality. So um, lots of songs sound great with just the instrumentals. And sometimes people don't even know that like, oh, that's like a top 40 song or whatever. You know what I mean? So, you know, even in your ceremony, having like a more popular modern song as like a processional song, um, just to the instrumentals, I think is kind of cool. Um, and some of the smaller kind of touches of the wedding. So things like cake toppers. So people love their pets. I've had, I've had, uh, 3d versions of, um, cats or dogs as cake toppers. Uh, I had some bar signs with the, the drink, the specialty cocktails were named after their cats. Um, I've had, you know, pictures of dogs incorporated in the menus and the stationery. Um, people love their pets. Yeah. So, you know, adding that kind of thing in, I think is fun. You know, um, the guest book as well is kind of a fun way, you know, some, sometimes people will do, you know, pictures of themselves that people can sign. Or I had a couple who loved games and Scrabble. So they did Scrabble pieces and they had a Scrabble board that people could sign. Um, so I think those are some like fun ways. Table numbers is another one. Like I've had people do the different places they've gone together. I had one couple do Metro sign stop. So all of the different places in the city that were important to them, the tables were named after those Metro stops. Um, and like their friends from Georgetown said that they're like Georgetown, you know, so they, they <laughs> it was, it was cute for them. Um, so, and their, their, uh, escort cards were fair cards, um, which I thought was really cute. Right. So like, so those are like cute. cool ways and, and not that expensive, um, you know, ways to kind of incorporate things that, um, feel like you guys and, and, and still kind of have that traditional sort of wedding ceremony. Yeah. I really like that. I think that's fun. Um, I had people, uh, I had a couple who did the founding fathers as their, um, and they had like little busts as their, oh. which was kind of cool. So it was like, think of like the, what you would see on the back of a quarter, um, but in a 3d version and that's your table. I love that. <laughs> it was really cool. And not something that like I would have ever thought to do. And yeah. I had another couple because I love DC th- themed things. I think they're so fun. I had a couple who did a scavenger hunt where you had to figure out where this thing was. And that was your, it was like on the inside of their place cards. Yeah. Um, and then that was your table. So you had, some people had to like, maybe you were Googling, but a lot of people asked each other. Um, so it also fostered this really cool sense of like, it gamified it a little bit to find your table. And it was just like really fun to have the guests like come together and, you know, like imagine a scavenger hunt at your wedding and it's all special places that maybe you got engaged at the library of Congress. So it was something like facts about the library of Congress or, um, yeah, it was just really cool. And that one was at hotel Monaco in, um, Chinatown. So it was like very on brand for the hotel. I love that. That's so cool. Like, and like you said, if it's, if it's, if it's special to you all and, you know, people will get into it, right? Like, so I love that. 
Yeah. Next wedding I go to as a guest, can someone please do that? That would be so much fun. I would love nothing more than to have to do a scavenger hunt to find my seat. I've seen a crossword puzzle in the program. So it had different facts about them in a crossword. I've seen facts on cocktail napkins as well as a fun way to do it. Um, so yeah, there's there's lots of, of cool ways to incorporate that kind of stuff. That is really cool. I had a couple who um, was, they both worked for NASA. Um, so one of them designed spaceships and the other one was an engineer in, I don't want to misspeak about what they actually do, but their programs turned into paper airplanes. So they threw, when they came back down the aisle in their recessional, everyone folded them up and threw the paper airplane, which was such a cool picture. I so love cool. That. I love that. And then their centerpieces were um like they had this like cloud um tube that went up into like it looked almost like a I mean kind of looked like a little bit like imagine a tornado but of light that went into a cloud. Mm-hmm. Um and then there was a um different space shuttles on the actual cloud piece that was on the top. So it was like lit up blue and the lights changed. It was so cool. So let me say this. For my alternative couples out there, we in the industry love you. Yeah. (laughs) To do something different and fun and creative out of the box. Like we love it. We absolutely love it. So just say it. Yes. Like we could literally sit here and just tell each other stories about cool things we've seen people do at weddings right now. Like, I'm so excited to tell you about these silly things. And I wasn't even a guest. I was photographing. <laughs> yes. I wish I was a guest. But right. photographing, it was great too. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think it makes it more fun as a vendor because it also really brings you into that couple's relationship, which makes it more personal, which makes the entire end product, especially for a photography standpoint, and knowing that like as the photographer capturing all of the pieces that you put together as the planner um, or the caterer or the florist or whatever vendor you might have at your wedding, it makes it so much more personal and everyone feels emotionally invested in your day, which is a really cool piece too. Um, I That is my absolute favorite thing. Like I, I have a relationship with every single couple that I've ever photographed their wedding and there are hundreds of them. Yeah. It's so funny you say that. I have one couple, they got married in, in October, like maybe 2019. Um, and they love cherry blossoms. Like that, you know, that they, they, they would go every year, you know, they were a DC couple and it was October. It's a tough and time of year they, to get your hands on cherry blossoms. It was, but they wanted cherry blossoms on their huppa. And we, you know, we were able to make that happen. And to this day, every year on their anniversary, I get a call from them. Um, you just, they just, you know, we can't let, we can't let this day pass without like talking to you, which is the absolute sweetest thing ever. That's um, the best. But, but cherry blossoms in October, like that was very true to them. And, you know, we were able to make that happen. <laughs> um, but that was what they wanted. And that, that's what we got. So, yeah. Uh, you work miracles. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> um, 
don't come to me and ask wedding dish <laughs> audience because I have no answer for you there. You have to go to Vanessa from Little Black Book for that. <laughs> we try. We try. <laughs> Um, so in terms of guest experience, what are some of the cool things you're seeing couples incorporate into their day? I mean, we talked about the scavenger hunt thing or the crossword mm-hmm. puzzle thing. Um, and we talked about the phone, um, yeah. audio guest book, but what are some of the other cool experiences that you're seeing incorporated into the day? Yeah. Well, I think if you're a foodie, um, you know, different food things are always a hit. So I've seen people do like charcuterie grazing tables, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think people are feeling more comfortable like post 2021 with like things like that. Um, but um, I like that idea of of like if, if that's kind of your vibe. Um, you know, people um, have really embraced late night snacks, which is always kind of fun. You know, people are dancing and um, it's a way to sort of like replenish people, especially if they've been drinking. So like breakfast sandwiches, or I've had people bring in food trucks with like burgers and fries, um, which is kind of cool. Um, anything like from like a tasting menu or like a, a, a beer, beer flights or, you know, um, that's vodka tasting or, or whiskey tasting. And there's so many local, like if you're in this area, we have so many local like distilleries and like distributors now. So, you know, if you want, if local was your vibe, you know, there's lots of places around, um, cigar rolling. I had a a wedding and it was a tribute to one of the dads of, 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 of the couple, um, who was Cuban. And so we brought in a cigar roller and they would hand roll cigars and there was an outdoor space and people could smoke those. And that was the favor. Um, which is, even if you don't smoke cigars, just kind of seeing the activity of it was cool. Yeah. Um, I would want to do that. And I would never, I I think I would probably pass out if I smoked a cigar. No, I need a light out. Do you have one without tobacco? Like, how does that work? Can we get one of those? Um, (laughs) Yeah, but it it was really cool, right? One other thing that I think is that I've seen more recently is um, a, a, a photo shoot photo booth, right? And so your guests are looking fabulous and showing up to your wedding. Why not have a photographer dedicated to? a photo shoot for them. So they had kind of the photo booth set up, like maybe with lounge furniture and a backdrop. And then, you know, the photographer would give direction to people and take like really fabulous photos, which I think is like a really cool idea. And people love, love that. So I think that's also one of the really kind of cool and and different ways that you can provide a unique guest experience. That's really fun. And then, you know, Worst case, you come away with a headshot or like a glamour yeah. shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you're you're dressed, you're looking great anyway, right? So yeah, new profile pic. Profile pic. Your friends will thank you. Your friends will thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Even I would love that, and I mean, I could certainly do that for myself. Would yeah. I? Nope. No. Yeah. My camera only comes out when it's being paid to come out. (laughs) No, I get that. I get that. (laughs) Otherwise, personal life goes away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Really separate arena. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, So 
we we're coming to the uh, kind of close to the end now at this point. Um, I'm wondering, do you have any advice for couples who are trying to plan like more of a custom to them wedding? Yeah. So once again, I think you ask yourself questions about what do you all like to do as a couple? You know, what feels like you? Um, you know, what types of activities do you like to do? What are your inside jokes? What are the TV shows that you look forward to watching together, right? Like, I think you think about those things to get ideas. And and I think the trick is take the wet, remove the wedding label from it, right? Like if it works for you, and I tell my couples this all the time, it's your party, do what you want. Like, really, like, I mean that. So if having a, a ceremony with vows and exchanging vows is not something you want to do, then don't do it. Like go right into the party if that's what you want to do. Cause guess what? You'll still be married at the end of the party. Um, so, you know, I would just encourage people to do what feels authentic and real to themselves. Um, and as much as you possibly can, I know sometimes it's hard with family in particular, but try to stay as true to that as, as you can. Um, because people will have opinions because people always have opinions, but yeah. Yeah. Which is the tough part of it. Right. But, you know, I, I think the, the, what I always kind of help try to help people visualize is that morning after when you wake up and you roll over and you're like, wow, I can't believe we did that, but that was so freaking awesome. Right. Like the last thing you want to do is, uh, that was great, but I really wish we had done X, Y, Z, right. Like you don't want the regret. So like, do what feels good to you. Do what feels right and really reflects you all as a couple. I could not agree more. And to echo what Vanessa said, other people are always going to have opinions. If you go with everything your mom, and this is the, the like cliche, but everything your mom wants you to do at your wedding day, your mom still is going to have opinions about how it's done. So even, and you might be completely unhappy. So finding the way to be happy and, you know, releasing those, what I, what I did with my wedding, because we had a lot of controversial, we did a lot of controversial quote unquote things, which was just not have a ton of people. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, um, that's a tough conversation. Yeah. Um, I just let people give me their opinions and then I just released it into the ether and let it go because there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not changing this. This is for us, not for everybody else. Now, what I will say, there are people out there, I can hear them now, but you guys don't know my parents. Mm -hmm. Everyone thinks their parents are the worst. Everyone. <laughs> uh, so what I would say, my um, my advice, I'm going to give some bonus advice here. Find, I think it's equally important to know what's not important to you, right? So for those parents who maybe feel like they just have to be involved, give them a small project that you literally don't care what happens, what the outcome is. Maybe it's your transportation or the hotel blocks or welcome bags or whatever the thing is, right? Um, if you feel like you still want to incorporate them in some way, but you're, you know, maybe nervous about it aligning to your vision, you know, maybe think about a, a project that they can own and, and 
you know, still feel like they're a part of your day. So just a little something that's worked in the past. Yeah. People like a project. They do. They like a job. Yeah. It makes them feel important and empowered and like they're part of it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I probably have too many of them. I take on too many projects, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might be in the same block with you on that one. <laughs> well, Vanessa, I'm so glad that you joined me today on The Wedding Dish. I'm thrilled to have you as part of our couple's social. Um, so just to, um, well, I guess, what what are you most excited about for our couple's social before I just talk about how I'm excited about seeing your yeah. amazing work? Well, I mean, I love Miss Hall. Um, it's such a cool venue. And so I'm looking to see what the other vendors come up with. You know, once again, people love to be able to get creative and, and get into an element where they can just sort of dream up something. So I'm excited to see um, with the people who, who sign on with us, um, what they come up with and being able to expose some of our couples to some of the things that are possible. So I'm really excited for that. Me too. Me too. And I, I also love mess hall and I love, you know, the, to me, the couple social is like a very personal interaction because you get to know the wedding vendors in real life and see what they do. So it's kind of like if you got to go to somebody's wedding that was having, you know, vendors that you weren't, you didn't know the the people getting married. (laughs) You got to just do a drive by of the experience, (laughs) which is actually really fun. So yeah. um, I'm excited. So that is at Mess Hall in DC on the 23rd, 22nd of January, 2023. Um, it's a Sunday. It will be brunch time or uh, afternoon brunch. So you get to do your brunch and then come enjoy more food and drinks with us um, <laughs> and wedding planning, um, music. It's going to be great times. I am really, really excited about it. Um, it'll be tons of fun and it'll really help with you either, no matter where you are in the planning process, it will be super helpful. Whether you're just starting, don't have any of your vendors booked, whether you just want to come and like have a fun wedding style experience um, and you have most of your wedding planned at that point, there's always something that fell off your list that you don't know fell off your list. So it's also really helpful in putting together some of those reminders. Um, and then you get gifts and all kinds of fun experiences and things. So, um, tickets are free, grab them. The link is, um, in the show notes and the description. And of course you'll get to meet Vanessa there in real life. And until then you can find Vanessa online at little BLK BK on all the socials and website. What's my website? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I totally like how to phrase it. com. Guys, I'm so sorry. It's been a day. (laughs) That's lbbconcierge.com. Thank you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Yes, no problem. You know, gotta, I've got your back. Thank you. I've got you. I love it. I It's always so much fun to have you on the show. Um, and while you are finding Vanessa at Little Black Book, um, you can also find The Wedding Dish on all the socials at The Wedding Dish Podcast. And we are theweddingdishpodcast.com where you can get show notes, you can get the link, you can RSVP for our couple social. Um, you can 
find Vanessa directly from there and get lots of tips and tricks from her. She is absolutely lovely and delightful, as I'm sure you know by now from this episode. Um, And uh, don't forget to tune in next week. We have another one of our couple social vendors. We, um, We have our music vendor coming on next week. So you'll get to find out who that is. Um, in the meantime, follow, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Cluzo says Snoreface, um, my French bulldog bud. And until we meet again, cheers. Bye.